0: Hi there, just a quick message to say that the show now has a Patreon page. So if you find what I'm doing valuable, consider supporting the show on Patreon. There are costs associated with running the podcast. Your money will go towards hosting, equipment and software, which will give me the freedom to create a greater quantity and quality of content. I'll provide a link in the show notes, or you can just search for Condensed Matter on patreon.com. In recognition of your support for the show... You'll get the opportunity to suggest articles and guests for future episodes. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to Condensed Matter, condensing recent work in metaphysics and the philosophy of science, down to what matters. I'm your host, Sam Kinton Knight. The focus of this episode is Philip Bricker's article Realism Without Parochialism, published in his book Modal Matters Essays in Metaphysics, published by Oxford University Press. This paper was originally presented as a symposium paper at the Pacific APA meetings in March 1992. If there's a question I dread being asked more than what is philosophy, it's probably what is metaphysics. So if anyone asks what I do, I tend to say that I work on the philosophy of science. I suppose this is odd, because the question, what is metaphysics, is one that I find most interesting in all of philosophy. Metaphysics is everywhere, and I think that for the most part, we, or or those of us with some philosophical background, know it when we encounter it. Is the statue identical to the lump of clay from which it's made? If I lose my memories, am I the same person as before the memory loss? Under what circumstances do some parts compose a whole? These are all paradigmatically metaphysical questions. But many of the questions that are foundational to science are metaphysical too. What's a biological function? See episode 5 on this. How should we categorise chemical compounds? See episode 14. What are the fundamental building blocks of matter like? What separates biological individuals from each other? What's the best interpretation of the formalism of quantum mechanics? In fact, I think that whenever we start out on the business of interpreting a scientific theory, that is, trying to understand what it says the world is like, we're doing metaphysics. We're going beyond merely reporting what we observe or what data our instrument spits out to speculate about what these observations or data suggest about the nature of the world. It can seem plausible then that metaphysics is concerned with describing the nature of reality at some particularly general or abstract level. See episode 15 for more on this. The problem is that when we start thinking about the methodology of metaphysics, the plausibility of this interpretation slips away metaphysicians sit around in armchairs and at desks arguing with each other and consulting their intuitions and in this way they come up with and choose between their theories. Theories are evaluated on such grounds as their simplicity, elegance, intuitiveness and so on but why think that this method of theory choice, a method that seems so closely tied to contingent facts about us inquirers, should reveal the objective truth of the matter as to how the world is? See episode 4 for more on this issue. Metaphysical realists do think that there are objective metaphysical truths, and they are generally optimistic that we can have some access to these truths. But how is this to be squared with the parochial pragmatic methodology for evaluating metaphysical hypotheses? This is the issue that concerns Bricker in this paper. He wants to reconcile metaphysical realism with the fact that we choose metaphysical theories on pragmatic grounds. Bricker first distinguishes a class of entities that he calls metaphysical sorts of entities. These include mathematical objects, possible worlds, propositions, properties, sets, and so on. And these metaphysical sorts of entities stand in contrast to the concrete physical sorts of entity that populate the concrete realm of the actual world. In general, metaphysical entities are distinguished by the fact that we bear no causal relations to them. So we do not acquire beliefs in metaphysical entities by causal means such as perception, Rather, we acquire belief in these entities by believing in metaphysical theories that posit their existence. The question now is, what criteria do I use in deciding which metaphysical theories to believe? Bricker mentions that incoherent theories can be rejected out of hand, that is, theories that are either logically inconsistent or which are unfaithful to the notions that they aim to elucidate. But this still leaves our choice of metaphysical theory vastly underdetermined. A great many different metaphysical theories are coherent. It's at this point that pragmatic criteria enter the picture. Features of coherent theories such as simplicity, elegance, intuitiveness and so on are totted up with the aim of adopting the theory that scores highest on these measures. Brecker's concern, however, is that this methodology is inconsistent with metaphysical realism. What grounds are there for thinking that these pragmatic virtues make a theory more likely to be true? Why think that metaphysical reality should conform to our standards of simplicity, elegance and so on? there doesn't seem to be any good response here, so Bricker rejects the idea that a pragmatically virtuous theory is any more likely to be true than any other coherent theory. In short, Bricker maintains that, quote, believing a metaphysical theory true because it is pragmatically virtuous leads to parochialism and seems scarcely more justified than, say, believing Ptolemaic astronomy true because it conforms to our desire to be located at the centre of the universe, end quote. Bricker denies that satisfaction of of pragmatic criteria makes a metaphysical theory more likely to be true, and hence he denies the more radically pragmatist idea that satisfying pragmatic criteria is in any way constitutive of the truth of a metaphysical theory. But he does not abjure the use of pragmatic criteria altogether. He thinks that these criteria are perfectly reasonable grounds on which to accept a metaphysical theory, where to accept a metaphysical theory is to use it in one's attempt to systematise the world. To believe a theory, by contrast, is to take it to truly describe the nature of reality. Pragmatic criteria, according to Bricker, are relevant to acceptance, but not to belief. Truth and reality for Bricker are absolute. The metaphysical theories true for us are just as true for Alpha Centurions or Heptapods, and Bricker maintains that the notion of rational belief is absolute as well. The epistemic principles that are correct for us are correct for all actual and possible thinkers. The contrary view to this absolutism is what Bricker calls parochialism, according to which pragmatic criteria are offered as grounds for truth or reasonable belief. The absolutist and the parochialist will, however, agree that pragmatic criteria can help us decide which theory to accept. So according to Bricker, the dispute between absolutism and parochialism is unlikely to have an effect on metaphysical practice, rather it's a dispute over how best to interpret that practice. On what basis, then, can the absolutist match the parochialist's choice of one among a set of competing theories? According to Bricker, the absolutist should maintain that all such theories are true or believe true to the same higher degree. The pragmatic criteria employed by the absolutist in order to match the parochialist's choice of theory must be understood by the absolutist just as grounds for acceptance for the purpose of effective systematising, not grounds for truth or belief. Let's just dwell on that point for a moment. So according to Bricker's Realism Without Parochialism, when faced with competing metaphysical theories that are all equally coherent, pragmatic criteria can lead us to accept one over the others, but we should nonetheless think of all such competing theories as true, and hence we should believe in them all to the same high degree. I think the question that looms largest over Bricker's proposal is the question of how exactly we are to understand coherence in every coherent metaphysical theory is true. Bricker says that coherence of a theory is not a mere matter of its being logically consistent. A coherent theory must also not conflict with the principles of the framework by which we interpret and understand metaphysical theories. So what are the principles of the framework and how do we justify our choice of these principles? Bricker concedes that responding to this latter question about justifying the principles of the framework would set him off on a vicious regress, and so he sets it aside in favour of just saying something about which principles he accepts. Bricker's favoured framework includes principles such as a primitive notion of being perfectly natural, and certain principles required to undergird Hume's dictum, that there are no necessary connections between distinct existences. It's thus with reference to these principles and others that Bricker will evaluate the coherence of a metaphysical theory. Presumably then, besides bare logical inconsistency, any theory that, say, denied that there was such a thing as objective perfect naturalness, or which implied necessary connections between distinct existences, would be incoherent, according to Bricker. Now, Bricker is clear that he's more interested in laying out the details of his own realism without parochialism and giving a taste of his preferred Humean framework than with arguing against potential detractors. But I just can't shake the feeling that decisions about which framework to adopt, Humean or unhuman, classical or paraconsistent, for example, are the main questions in metaphysics. Hence, if we're realists, it's with respect to these questions that we should be most keen to reconcile our realism with the pragmatic criteria for theory choice that pervade metaphysical discourse but Bricker's programme just doesn't seem to apply to these cases, and so the question remains. How can we endorse realism without parochialism about these key metaphysical issues? My suspicion is that it cannot be done, and that no matter how much one professes realism about metaphysics, this will be undermined by the pragmatic criteria that we cannot help but appeal to when deciding between metaphysical theories. Thanks for listening to Condensed Matter. Please rate and review the show on your favourite app so that more people can find it. There's also a link to the show's Patreon page in the episode notes. Your support will help towards the costs associated with hosting and production and will lead to improvements in your future listening experience. Patrons of the show will also get the chance to suggest articles and guests for future episodes.